0: Hey, hey, namaste, my fellow Marvelous nerds. This is a special edition of Marvel Mythos. We're going to possibly be coming at you every Monday or every other Monday with some musings that I have. And today, I mean, I can't help but talk about San Diego Comic-Con. That was crazy. Like, I mean, I know Phase 4 had a lot of rumors, especially around the Eternals and Black Widow. But some of the other announcements that we got were just gigantic. I mean, we knew Thor 4 was coming. They announced that earlier with TQYTT returning. But to bring back Natalie Portman on stage and not only bring back Natalie Portman... But to acknowledge that they're doing Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor run as an inspiration for this, that is huge. I've been reading Aaron's stuff for a little while now, starting with God of Thunder and working my way through his run because I knew there was so much hype going into War of the Realms. But I'm telling you, man, the stuff that Jason Aaron put together with the Thor stuff that I have read, which is about half of his overall time on Thor, has been incredible. And I am extremely excited by this possibility because it means that one of the best stories that I've ever read in comics could potentially be used in the film and bring a true, what's the word, uh, role model for women beyond just Captain Marvel and maybe even Black Widow um, in you know the MCU, bringing that out for little girls to look up to because it always helps having a a diverse cast so that you can latch on to somebody whose personality might match yours better and in this sense we get somebody else uh, being a huge female uh, hero and Jane Foster as Thor so I'm actually really excited about this and the possibilities that it opens up for the what could be a second trilogy of Thor films and it would be kind of remarkable to see if Marvel actually pushes forward and does a whole new trilogy with Thor, given that it's the first solo film that's gone beyond three. I mean, we had Captain America that stopped at three. We had Iron Man that stopped at three. Um, So, I mean, it would be really interesting to see if they push forward and create a whole new trilogy out of this. I think it would be uh, something worth considering, especially given how much of Thor's story has been uh, fantastic throughout Jason Aaron's run with the unworthy Thor stuff. And then uh, the whole War of the Realms, which they probably wouldn't be able to do now. But they could do some type of variation to get Thor in the place that he ends at in War of the Realms, which I will not spoil for you who have not been reading that. But I am truly excited about the future of Phase 4. Going into San Diego Comic-Con and even going into Far From Home, I wasn't as particularly uh interested in phase four. I felt like endgame was the completion of everything that I cared about. So going into phase four, I just didn't have that same interest or same excitement level. Then I saw Far From Home and I was really thrilled with how that turned out. So I kind of was starting to turn the corner, but then San Diego Comic Con happened and I saw the future of Marvel, at least phase four, and I thought to myself, okay, this is awesome there are some so many potential things here that could really really carry the franchise forward beyond what we've grown accustomed to with iron man captain america and uh, to a certain extent thor who's now you know moving into a whole new direction so i am personally really thrilled about what's coming in phase four i know that for non-comic readers it probably isn't a very exciting lineup and i totally get that i mean I wasn't a huge fan of The Eternals or or that whole story either until we started doing this podcast and we started learning more about The Eternals. So I'm actually looking forward to that more than I did thanks to this podcast and seeing the casting announcements with that. I mean, we knew Richard Madden and Angelina Jolie were most likely signed on, but we got confirmation of that. And then we saw some other ones like Salma Hayek being involved. And then to see the characters that they're using uh, with Sprite and uh, with Thena and with Makiri and uh, Makarai, or however you say that one's name. But uh, seeing all those characters that they're going to use, it sounds like they're going to do Neil Gaiman's uh, Eternals run, or I think it was like a miniseries, uh, back around 2006 or so, which, which would actually be a really cool concept that they could do easily in the MCU, because the whole idea there is that Sprite as gotten upset because sprite cannot age past the age of at least the appearance of 11 so he's always small and young and so sprite cast this spell that that causes the eternals to kind of forget who they are and they've been living as normal humans on earth so i think there's some true potential to adapting that storyline into the mcu and it would make a lot of sense i think that i think that's a, a smart play if they do that Uh, I know there's going to be Deviants, and they've shown some concept art for some of the villains, so uh, if you haven't seen that, I recommend you checking that out. They also announced Shang-Chi, which I'm pretty excited about because of the fact that we're getting the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, in this film. I I know a lot of people were upset with how Iron Man 3 played out and uh, how that all kind of went down. Personally, I thought it was hilarious and I was a big fan of it, but I know a lot of people were not. I think that twist is still one of the greatest twists in the MCU. Second only to maybe second or third, but definitely uh, one of the top three twists in the MCU. The only one that I can think of offhand that's better is the Vulture twist in Homecoming. So uh, yeah, so I'm actually... I don't know. Personally, I'm pretty thrilled about this Shang-Chi possibility just because of the fact that the Mandarin is in it. I know Shang-Chi's been around since like 1973, and there's some backstory there where they wanted to use a certain character, but Warner Brothers said, no, you can't. So, uh, they, they, Warner Brothers ended up letting DC use that character, and and so uh, Marvel had to create their own, and they styled him after Bruce Lee, and he's very much a Bruce Lee-type Lee character. But... There are some really cool things that can be done with that, especially inside of the MCU, where we haven't seen someone like that. So that's also something to look forward to uh, with that film. Even though there's not a ton, uh, ton of popularity surrounding the character, I think there's some potential there. And also keep in mind, this is a movie that could be huge in China. So while the box office draw in the United States might only net you know 200 million you're looking at China potentially blowing up and uh, pushing the film beyond half a billion. So I think there's some real potential there for the for Marvel Studios, maybe not necessarily here in the U.S. as much as it will be overseas, but the over, overseas box office should be huge for that. And then we got all these TV show announcements on top of it, right? I mean, we're getting WandaVision, which we already knew about, but we got a little bit more information about how that's going to tie into what? Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Now, that sounds ridiculous. These titles in Phase 4 are ridiculous, but that's okay. It's at least giving us some kind of an idea. is going to be the villain. It's supposed to be a horror movie. Derrickson has said he's going straight crazy Kirby because it is Doctor Strange, and you can't do Doctor Strange right without going straight crazy Kirby. So, imagine for those to have some crazy special effects, and the fact that... Uh, Elizabeth Olsen is going to be reprising the Scarlet Witch role in that film I am stoked I'm not going to lie I am super stoked Scarlet Witch is one of my favorites especially in the movies I love Elizabeth Olsen so I'm pretty stoked about seeing more of her and especially with Doctor Strange because it sounds like they might actually push her into the hex magic that she's known for in the comics so I would be very, very thrilled and happy with Marvel for doing so. The other stuff about the TV shows that I'm excited about is the Hawkeye series. I know a lot of people don't really particularly care for Hawkeye in the films, but Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye is legendary, and it sounds like they might be incorporating some of that stuff, especially with Kate Bishop being involved. So I'm actually really looking forward to that one, more so probably than I was before. And that is just the tip of the iceberg for all the stuff that they showed at Comic-Con. And I'm going to leave you with the big one, Blade, right? Blade was announced. That's huge. No one was expecting it. I know they got Cottonmouth coming back, so it kind of contradicts the whole Luke Cage being part of the MCU. But that's okay because he's a tremendous actor, and I cannot wait to see what he does with Blade in Phase 5. We'll see you next time.